the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There is a small group of people, luckily that I'm connected with, who are doing yeoman's work on what's happening with the coronavirus uh, pandemic and the lockdowns. Um, They really are crunching all the data. They pay attention to everything state by state, city by city, and they are, of course, criticized if they're coming out with the wrong message. God forbid we show all the great things that are happening, good data from Florida, and not giving cover to the Democratic governors who have done basically everything wrong. One of those people is Justin Hart. He's with Rational Ground. He's a, a data analyst. And he has been from the very start. I'm not sure how we got connected early on, Justin. I'm sure it was on Twitter, right? Yes, likely on Twitter. (laughs) The work you are doing, though, and you do this nonstop. And I don't even know if you're getting paid. I don't know if this is just, you know, your passion right now. But very few people have been on top of this from the beginning like you have. Um, So thank you for coming on want to talk to you today, though, about the mixed messaging and the poor scheduling, planning that's coming out of the Biden administration on school reopening. And what's great is you are starting to see even the left and the media, Democrats, start to turn on the Biden administration for breaking their promise about opening schools. Um, Jen Psaki a few weeks ago said his pledge would be fulfilled if you had one day in person, uh, one day a week in person school, uh, and the rest was virtual by the end of the 100 days. But here's what Joe Biden said at the CNN town hall uh, a few nights ago. Your administration had set a goal to open the majority of schools in your first 100 days. You're now saying that means those schools may only be open for at least one day a week. No, that's not true. That's what was reported. Uh That's not true. It was a mistake in the communication. But what I'm talking about is I said opening the majority of schools in K through eighth grade because they're the easiest to open, the most needed to be open in terms of the impact on children and families having to stay home. So when do you think that would be K through eight, at least five days a week? I think we'll be close to that at the end of the first hundred days. What do we make of that, Justin? Lots of lots of waffling. Look, um, if we look across the country, an entire third of the country, 33%, are still in virtual-only schools. Uh, 25% of the country are in a hybrid solution, and only 40% of our students, K through 12, are in a traditional in-person, everyday school. And again, you know, he's adopting that terrible statistic. Uh, where it's basically one day live in school counts as a school being opening. That he counts that here in California. And here in California, we have like 5% of our mm-hmm. schools open. 
And so it's a it's a dramatic and dreadful impact on our kids. They all know this, uh, but it's obvious that that they're basically beholden to a lot of special interest groups, uh, particularly the education teachers, uh, union associations, and it's just it's just making a, a terrible life for um, so many people. And I hear from conservatives, I hear from progressives, I hear from a lot of people who are are quickly becoming one issue voters, which is get my school, get my kids back in school as quickly as possible. And the party of science is not at all following the science. Justin, talk about the data that you have been fixated on and crunching for months now about schools staying open and how it is not a threat to spread the COVID-19. Yeah, this is hugely impactful. Look, the median age of death for COVID while it's a challenging disease, is 80 years old. Mm -hmm. To compare that to the 1918 pandemic, the median age of death there was 29 years old. If COVID killed even just like your regular influenza, we would have seen hundreds and thousands of kids dead. Instead, it's in like three digits, right? And what we see is that kids are not major transference points and vectors for this disease. But most importantly, we see the impact it has on kids, um, especially even kids as they get into the high school ages. Uh, about a quarter to a third of them have had ideation around suicide this last year. And just consider this statistic because lockdowns have impacts, and it's kind of like butterflies and hurricanes. You know, a butterfly flaps its wings and a hurricane happens over here. Just consider this fact, and anyone can understand this, and understand its impact. The University of Florida, University of Michigan did a study that just for March and April, for the shutdown months there, 250,000 reported allegations of domestic abuse were missed. Why? Of child domestic abuse, you can think about it, you know why, because those are typically found by teachers and by schools, right? So just consider that impact on our kids' lives. And, um, which kids, of course, Justin, are the most at risk? Who's falling behind? Who is being ignored? You know, it's not the upper class suburban families. Who's paying the long term, lifelong costs for these unnecessary, inhumane school closings? Oh, absolutely. That's the most dreadful part about it is that our our, our folks who are lower income, uh, our immigrants who have come here, they're the ones that are challenged the most. Uh, the Fairfax School District, uh, they in, in Virginia, one of the largest in the country, they did an assessment to try to understand what was the failing grades from 2019-20 to the 2021 season. And they saw for all middle and high school students, the percentage of Fs that they got, an 83% increase. Hispanic students, 92% increase. Students with disabilities, 111% increase. English learner students, 106% increase. Uh, black students, 60 I mean, you just go on and on. And their, their lives have just been impacted dramatically. And again, you know, look, they say it takes about 10,000 hours to become an expert in anything, whether it's a, a, you know, a violin or a piano player or a sport or, for that matter, mathematics, right? You become an expert after mm-hmm. putting in all of that work. Well, guess what? Our kids have lost over 2,000 hours of in-person learning. And just imagine the impact that has on their lives. Those are hours they can't get back. After this break, and 
I agree. Getting grade schoolers and high schoolers back into class is imperative. But there is another crisis that's not being covered, and that's what's happening on college campuses to our young people. Let's talk about that after this quick break. Show.com. So, Justin, yes, it's imperative that we get our kids back into the classroom K through 12, but what's happening on college campuses is an untold story, and I know this because I have a daughter in college. A friend called yesterday, daughter at a public university in Kentucky, test positive. She's now in an isolated dorm for the next eight days by herself, can't even go outside. She's not even sick, but because they have this insane testing regime on these college campuses, our kids, college students, are being treated worse than prisoners in solitary confinement. Talk a little bit about what's happening at our public colleges, private and public across the country. Yeah, take, for example, uh, Berkeley, you know, one of the most progressive cities in the world and in California, and that's saying something. And they basically uh, de- de- determined that kids cannot even go out to exercise, right? Mm-hmm. Now, think about this. We know that one of the comorbidities that exacerbates the issues if you were to contract COVID are obesity, lack of vitamin D. So why are we sticking our kids inside? First of all, their susceptibility is very low. Second, the testing regime that we have is completely off base. The New York Times did an article, this is almost six months ago, where they looked at actual testing and looked at lab results. So they took the samples and sent them out to a lab and say, can you grow a COVID culture from these things? And they found 40 to 90 percent of all of the testing that came back had no indication of actual viral loads, meaning that these tests are so sensitive, they can pick up whether you've had a, a, a virus in the last five days to the last 75 days. And that creates just this terrible scenario where we're constantly testing our kids, especially in colleges. And they've and again, when, when we went through, we did the fall testing. It was hundreds of thousands of kids were tested and two hospitalizations. And of those two hospitalizations, Neither of them were actually at school. It's it's terrible. Anybody who went to college, you envision your normal college experience. I mean, these kids are isolated. They're alone. They haven't made new friends. They haven't met their professors in person. Greek life is completely shut down. If you if any fraternity sorority has a little party, they're kicked off of campus. I know this sounds frivolous, but it's not. These are rites of passages. This is what makes turns you into an adult. We are punishing these kids for absolutely no reason. Well, and think about, for example, even just the athletics part of this thing, right? Mm-hmm. There are kids whose life trajectory will be absolutely changed because they didn't have the opportunity to play in their junior and senior year and get recruited to a major pro athlete uh, endeavor there. Or think about all the recruiting for that has to be done for 
scientific endeavors that were put on hold. Just an absolute, complete hiccup. And really, you know, it, it, it is the administrators, it is the school people mm-hmm. who are doing this, and it is the fear that's been instilled in people that has caused them dramatic increase on this. It is uh, inhumane and catastrophic. Justin, I wish we had more time. Tell people where they can find you and your work. You can find me on Twitter, Justin underscore Hart, or you can find all of our articles we put up with backed up data on rationalground.com. Thank you so much. Keep up the good fight. We need it. Thanks, Julie. This is the Dan Proft Show.